0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So there'll be games, movies and TV and then something from, or a few things from the week it was recorded. If you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you very much. And if you're a subscriber on YouTube, huge thank you to you because you're helping the channel out. If you're an audio listener... Check out the, uh, the SoundCloud page and the uh, iTunes or Apple podcast page. I'm pretty sure there's a way you can subscribe through there as well. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. you see how I made a concerted effort to not make all the old man noises as I sat down? It's not trying to deny my old man nature by any stretch of the imagination. I just, I think it was last time I was saying, have I ever started a podcast without the old man noises? Chalk up one podcast without old man noises. Some of you might right might, oh Jesus, some of you right now might be missing them maybe you don't know that the podcast has started how about this how about I tell you what uh, what interesting beverage I'm drinking so I am drinking and I feel like I always need to stress this like, uh, like saying socially distanced of course uh, but for me alcohol free of course um, Lurvig not a paid uh, sponsor but, you know, I'm open to offers. Uh, no Worries Grapefruit. It's got a funky can design. Um, uh, this this one would be a big shout-out to Mr. Williams, I believe. Uh, grapefruit. I'm a big fan of grapefruit. I know almost nobody is. Uh, but... Uh, that kicks you right in the back. Uh, back teeth sort of area, as you'd expect. From grapefruit, I have a uh, a water chaser, uh, and that's the uh, that's the drinks for this evening's entertainment. Um. So let me have a look at the list just to refresh my memory. Uh, heavy on the movies this week. Uh, yeah, heavy on the movies. I, it, it, that heavy, in fact, that I've uh, I've missed a film out, and that has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I am not overly proud of it. So, yeah, a lot of movies is a short version. Um. I was trying to think when I was writing when I was writing the list for this week I was trying to think what I'd told uh, you lovely people previously uh, I remember saying that like the collector in me gets um gets uh, I don't want to use the word upset irked when uh, when I can't complete a collection um, this had led on to me ordering a copy of the latest Spider-Man game Um, and that was that and it was one of those things that I ordered it and they were like oh we get stock at this point in time and we'll send it to you so you should receive it around this kind of time and I was happy with that I had this um, method in the madness kind of thing going on in my head where I was like if it turns up then that's great if it doesn't then there are other options so on and so forth so I think the point in time they said it was going to turn up was this Wednesday um, which I resigned myself to I had a pile of other games and those were games that I was working through I was trying. I think because this is going to sound weird or bad or whatever but I think I kind of had too many so I was trying to find one to settle on uh, and that had ended up being um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla Uh, a side note this is something I should have covered previously as as part of this story Um, I'd ordered another game at the time trying to make the most of um, the vouchers I got for Christmas, uh, so I had another game at the time, which is the which is Immortals. Now I've been calling it Phoenix Rising, but I've realised that it's not. It it will be Phoenix, but it's spelt Phoenix. Which I mean, let's face it, it's Phoenix. But I presume the spelling is significant. I can tell you at this point in time, there will not be a review for that game. Because I haven't started it yet. I have installed it, I haven't started it. But but we're jumping way ahead. Let's get back to the point. So the earliest the game was going to turn up. Was. Wednesday this week. And I was fine with that. So now then I think it was Thursday last week I've been for a run I'm pretty sure this is how it went don't quote me there I've been for a run I got back in the time between me going out for a run and getting back there were two parcels so I knew what one of the two parcels was because it was going to be the game I'd ordered which was this, this Immortals um, game so I'm like cool and I presumed I knew what the other one was because uh, at some point in time I'd ordered two velcro straps um, which was for the quest for the link cable to try and make it a little more secure and try and give a bit more of a stable connection Um, just trying to keep the cable out of the way when I'm wearing it basically Um, I bought these clips that are really good and I just wanted to sort of beef that up a bit more to make it Uh, better wearing so I'm I'm opening these things I open the first one and there's this Immortals game and I open the second one expecting to put my hand in to pull out a packet with um, Velcro straps in and it it all happened at once I was like why is this parcel the same size and shape as the other one which has got a game in Um, because I've literally ordered two Velcro straps as I pulled out. The new Spider-Man game. And this started a chain of events. So I was like. Uh oh, Spider-Man game. Oh that's really cool. You know. Whoever I've ordered it from. Now let's not get. Let's not uh, mix it up here. I ordered it from Amazon. But you know these where it's a, a company selling through Amazon, so it wasn't Amazon, it certainly wasn't being done through Prime. Um, I was like, "Ah, oh, they've managed to get stuck, they've managed to send it to me, that's cool. But it was this thing of expectation that Unknowingly had been exceeded, so that it exceeded my expectations. Because I was still, I was still like, "It's going to be another week before I even see that game. That's if it even turns up." There was a lot of I didn't think I was going to actually see it. So the fact that I was seeing it over a week early, I was like, "That's cool," and it proper set me up for the day. You got to think this is one of the first things that's happened in my day. I went out for a run. I came back. And then it was then it was this this situation, and it properly set me up for the day. I was impressed that there was a you know a company out there that had exceeded my expectations. I had received the game that I wanted to play. I had received it first thing in the morning, so you know I could put it on to install straight away, so it'd be ready to play for that evening, and and it was just. I I get that it probably sounds... I don't know whether it's shallow or something. But it was just a really good way to start the day. Um, It was like a high high bar sort of situation for the day. Um, Some of you will be expecting for me to say that the rest of the day was awful. But it wasn't. It was just a great way to start the day. um, Being pleasantly surprised. Um... And just how, you know, there are companies out there and there are companies that are doing, you know, good work. And there are companies out there that will let you down. And it's how that affects your view of the company, their business and and so on and so forth. And I feel in these these difficult times when um, businesses are failing left, right and centre. It's things like that that make the difference. Certainly made a difference to me. You know, if somebody wanted me to recommend that company further down the line, I I absolutely would. Um, and it was just that that win situation. But I think the thing that stood out for me was how it how it affected my day. Um, and it was a real it was a real positive spin on the day. Um, So I thought it was worth mentioning, Um, speaking of uh, ordering stuff online, I've had this thing recently and if there's one man that loves a conspiracy, it is absolutely this guy right here. Not like, I'm not like a tinfoil hat wearer, I'm not that level. But, Bill Hicks, you know, wanted to teach us that we should be opening our eyes, we should be looking around, we should be looking at who is going to benefit from a, a bad situation and those sorts of things, you know, don't trust what your government tells you, don't trust what, you know. Governing bodies and things like that, and you know, big corporations and so on and so forth. So I suppose I took that on board and that, that leans me towards loving a good conspiracy. Um and in the world we live in, we can't go to the shops anymore. We can't go down the road and go to the shop. So naturally our shopping, our traffic, um, is heading to the internet. And I I don't like to see when people take advantage of situations, especially bad situations. Um, I don't like to see people I don't know, trying to make money off people who are you know, I want to say disadvantaged but ultimately you're ordering something online you know presumably you're aware of the process of ordering online what I am getting at is recently I've been in a situation where I've been like oh wow that's cool or oh I want to get this sorted I want to buy this I want to get that I can't go to the shops to get it some things you see you can't get in the shops you know Online store sort of thing, and the process usually goes like this. And this is where I've been spoiled by Amazon. Is the short version. The process usually goes like this. Oh my God, that is cool. Do you know something? I don't often buy myself stuff. You know, my 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 money is very much uh, has a specific purpose, and that purpose is often centred around. Uh, my children and things like that Um, so what that means is I very rarely buy stuff for myself obviously I've just sat here and talked at length about a load of stuff that I bought for myself but go back listen to it again I did mention that I was spending vouchers that I got for Christmas so ultimately spending other people's money so I very rarely buy stuff for myself something for myself is often something where i spend days umming and ahhing and i've missed out on stuff purely because i've undenied for that long that it's then not available Um, there's a lot of there are a lot of different flavours and they're all grapefruit so this is how the process goes Oh yeah, that's cool. Can I justify it? Do I need it? You know, does it take anything away from my children? I, I've got a, I've got a, a daughter' birthday imminent, very imminent, too imminent in some ways. You know, am I spending money on myself instead of buying her a birthday present? Am I spending money on myself instead of buying something for her party? Am I buying something for myself instead of buying a balloon or? The takeaway that 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 you'll want, or uh, something for a cake, you know, you know that that sort of thing. Am I taking money away from them? If it's you know, do I need it? You know, want and need are very much different, uh, different beasts. Um, Sometimes it's maybe uh, maybe a little bit of well, I don't need it, but I do want it, and it goes like this for so long usually a couple of days have passed then I get really I can't think of the word really sort of like do you know what, fuck it I'm going to buy it because I never buy stuff myself and I should be able to do it because I you know that kind of thing, justifying it so you're looking at it and you realise that you're prepared to spend the money, I put it into coffee these days you know, how many cups of coffee would it cost to even out? You know, if I'm buying something that's 20 pounds, how many cups of coffee would I spend? I you mean, know, would I buy in the blink of an eye to make that 20 pounds? So that's that. So we spent X number of days mulling it over. Back as if going to the website, you know, is it still there? You know, those sorts of things. Then making the decision. Well, screw it. I'd have spent that money on four cups of coffee by now, so I'm going to order it. I put the item or items into the basket. I press the checkout button and then you get the uppercut. It's not it's not like a, a jab, a jab. No, no. Straight in with the up, uppercut. Delivery slash postage slash whatever they want to call it on their website that suddenly has started costing a lot more two places in the last week that i have attempted to order from two online places that i've attempted to make purchases from that the point that i've gone to check out and they've added their postage or delivery or whatever on has physically stopped me placing the order. Now you know it's a it's a little bit of, of an unwelcome surprise when you get to the last bit and you've psyched yourself up so much that when you reach that point and you press that button that they then punch you in the face with uh, excessive postage charge like it's that thing is it if somebody's like uh, £2.50 in postage you're a bit like it's £2.50 what am I going to do with £2.50 in this day and age click somebody wants £3.50 now we're talking there's a little bit more money £3.50 is a lot for something that ultimately you don't you don't see you know it's not a product you're not buying anything you're just saying I'm prepared to give X amount of money and don't get me wrong I understand that it costs money to send stuff I'm not like well all postage should be free I get it but £3.50 is probably for me a threshold so anything past that we're entering the territory of I'm good thanks so three pound fifty is four pounds mmm probably good thanks four pounds turns to four fifty five pound so two places in the last week have tried to charge me the best part of six pounds for postage now I'm sorry The the tight Yorkshireman as I've as I've discussed previously. And I know right now that there are people going, it mate, it's six quid. What are you gonna do with six quid? You've already said you're prepared to pay up to three fifty. I am prepared to pay up to three fifty. You are correct, sir. However, three fifty ain't six quid, is it? And six quid's nearly double three pounds fifty. So that's nearly twice as much as I'm prepared to pay. And I just feel like like I said, two places where I'm like, do you know what? I'm good. I don't need that product. Products. Um, and I've walked away. And I just feel that recently there has been this influx of inflated delivery costs. And I've tried to, reason, I've tried to rationale. So here's what I came okay. up with. Because of difficulties with postage, because of difficult, a difficult time, hard to get, you know, hard to get to the post office. Um, Some post offices, I don't, I believe, aren't open and so on and so forth. And then when you get there, you know that there's a possibility that that item might not reach its destination. So you want it to go as quickly as possible and to have tracking on it. And it might be a weighty item all of that adds up money 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 and that money you are passing on to the consumer you shouldn't have to pay that as a as a business if that person wants it they'll pay for it i guess i'm just not in that camp um, so yeah that that, that that's about inflated postage at a time when you know things aren't great. And I think you know so far what we've covered is the difference between great customer service and I don't know. Customer service that leaves that is a little lacking uh, in some ways. And I get it. I get that people will disagree with, you know, that's just the way the world works and, and that sort of thing. But it, it that's my personal opinion about having to pay crazy amounts of postage. Short version is I ain't I ain't gonna order it. Simple as that. Um. So my eldest got a chess set now I'm starting to think I might have discussed this Uh, but we're not talking chess bought one of those um, three in one games it's also kind of like a travel one because you can fold it up and it's like a wooden box um, that essentially folds out into a board Um, it's three games chess drafts and backgammon Backgammon, Man there's a game that I, I just uh, I just can't get my head around it it's l- probably largely to do with me not really trying although somebody did at some point try and explain it to me and pff, I was I was lost um, so me i think i spoke about chess previously so uh, a this comes to me the other day can we play chess i was like well you got chess and drafts have you ever played drafts before no oh you know you should give it a try um, you know, chess is it's a it's a difficult game. It's a difficult game to uh, to master. Maybe draughts is more your speed or checkers, as I believe the Americans refer to it. Oh yeah, all right then, let's play. Let's play draughts. You know, you're off to a winner when I when you have to Google how to set up the board. I'd set it up like. Um, a bit like I was setting up chess and then realised that it was it was all wrong so I googled it and uh, yeah, I'd put all the pieces in the wrong place so I corrected that I read the rules to refresh myself on the rules um, and set out to play uh, a game of drafts and <laughs> I mean it's just uh, I look at like, I look at drafts as like diet chess um, <laughs> but it's just as bad. ah oh, man because I'm not the smartest man in the world, it just exhausts me. So over two days we played three games. First game was very much uh, a learning experience for everybody involved. Um, I was reminding myself of the game um, my eldest was um, trying to grasp the rules and what you, know, what you can and can't do um, and Leanne was helping um, from a eye in the sky overwatch perspective uh, because she was stood up and when you stood up you can see more of the board and um, talk things through um, and that's that. So the first. Pretty sure the first game went on a while because it you know, learning and teaching and stuff. Ended in a stalemate situation. I won. Can we play again? Yeah. Now then, was it a yes but not now situation? It had taken a long time. I felt like it was like forty minutes to an hour or something. So I think we ended up playing the next day. Played a game, and I was like, "You've you've learned the rules. You've learned the dos and don'ts, the cans and cannots." So I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna help you as much, and I'm not gonna pull as many punches. Ended in stalemate. So I won. But by this point I was like, You're letting me win. You're not playing to your full extent. So I'm like, look, you don't need to let me win. You can you know, you're you're an intelligent child, you're far more intelligent than I am. You can do this. You can win this game. So don't let me win don't be moving pieces so that I can, just so I can take them play the game yeah that was a whole different scenario Um, ended up in a point where Ultimately, I think she got tired of it. I think she got bored of it. Um, and, and Nana came. So it was a bit of a bit of distraction. And then eventually, I was like, what's happening with this game of drafts? Everybody had sort of left the table and walked away from it. And she was like, oh yeah, we can just consider that you won. Um, but, yeah. There is a... Th- 32 year gap between myself and my eldest, and you would think that 32 years would count for something when it comes to a game like that. There was a point when she said to me, Oh, it's like war, isn't it? It's like two opposing armies trying to. Defeat the other army, and I was like, "That is absolutely what this is." Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I am not looking forward to my next game of drafts. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, so a lot of fun. I played. Uh, I played a lot of games. Um yeah, post post Christmas everybody gets a board game. Um some of the board games this year have been have been a lot of fun. Um a lot of card games, a lot of board games, a lot of um, games. Did um did a jigsaw with my middle daughter. Uh the last time I did a jigsaw with my middle daughter it was somewhat taxing. Uh this time round not as so We did it three times. Um, and each time she got better at it. To so the point where the third time. Um, she pretty much did it on her own. Which is what you want. So, an enjoyable time. Playing board games. Honestly, can't I uh, can't recommend sitting down playing a board game enough. Right, let's talk entertainment. Um, I'm looking at the first two films on the list and I'm like (sighs) because I'm also looking at the rest of the list and I'm like geez, man remember last week I was saying that I watched The Matrix again for the first time in what could be 15 to 20 years well the thing about The Matrix is it's the first film in a trilogy me being me I'm absolutely going to watch the other two, aren't I? I always remember the the other two being terrible. I watched the second one. And spoilers for a 20-year-old film. Um, I remember the bit where he gets to... This is a spoiler, by the way. If you haven't seen it, you might want to address that situation. I remember the point where he got to the architect... And by the time he got to the architect, being like, "This is fucking bullshit," and I think this time round, I'm not seeing it for 15 years or something. I was a bit like, "Eh," because up until that point, I'd kind of, I'd quite enjoyed it. Um, it's been been an interesting experience revisiting certain films, films that I've not seen for a long time and looking at them with different or somewhat older eyes Um, so the second one wasn't that bad Um, not really a patch on the first one because the first one was kind of very much a situation of Here's the story. It is what it is. Whereas the second. And very much the third one. um, They want to make the story. More than what it is. Um, And then there's. You know. Especially by the third one. There's the. Very much the religious. Connotations. So I watched the second one. And I was like. Eh, it's fine, um it was quite an enjoyable watch um so yeah, watch the third one, and I honestly I remember that film ending completely different to the way it actually ends, so that was a surprise. I actually had to google. To find out if they'd changed the end, which they hadn't. So I was like, "Okay, I remember that film completely differently." Then, um, let's face it. I think by the third one, it's kind. The whole thing's kind of disappeared up its own ass a bit. Um, which ultimately, um, you know, again, it was a fine watch. Um, there's a bit more of the like the human side of it um, the stuff out of the Matrix and the and the battle um, the stuff with the um, the giant walker things, you know, that's kind of cool um, yeah honestly I'm glad I watched them, you know I really enjoyed watching the Matrix again um, seeing it with like say with different eyes um, didn't mind the second one and the third one I kind of kind of just let the third one wash over me a little bit um, so yeah I watched the Matrix trilogy and I'm glad I did I followed it up with a film now this is one of those I am going to look this up and i uh, no, that's all. What the f- flip is that? What are the chances? How weird is that? I didn't look it up at the time. Uh, da da Smoke. It was right there. Fuck you. Right, here we go. The reason that I wanted to look this up was for no other reason than. I need to read the cast list for this film. This cast list is insane. So I was film Smoke and Aces, which I've never seen before. That's why we, you know larger why we're talking about it now. And I really enjoyed this film. I could not believe this film had the cast it had, so here we go. Ryan Reynolds, Ray Liotta, a load of guys I don't think we need to really cover. Jeremy Piven, Ben Affleck, a load of guys, that guy, there's a guy called Common. I'm sure was in one of the John Wick films Andy Garcia Alicia Keys Nesta Carbonell not a name I recognise but I recognise the actor from loads of stuff Chris Pine, Kevin Durand. Tommy Flanagan. Curtis Armstrong. Joel Edgerton, who was from Warrior. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman was an absolute state in it. Matthew Fox. Patrick Saint-Esprit. Who... The only thing I ever see him playing is like... Um, like generals and stuff. Let's try to see if there's anybody else that stands out. Honestly, it was an absolutely insane cast of people. Um, so basic story being is guy gets involved with the mob gets into trouble decides to rat everybody out is about to go into witness protection goes to so he's from Vegas does he go to Reno maybe don't quote me Uh, for like... I think it's like 48 hours... before he's going to go into witness protection... and when he goes into witness protection... he's going to have to give up all the elements of his life... like... sex, drugs and rock and roll sort of stuff... so he's... spending the majority of that time... getting absolutely out of his mind on cocaine... played by Jeremy Piven... who was fantastic in the role... and basically... the mob put out a hit and they send it out to everybody so there's all these insane little pockets of like hitmen Um, Chris Pine um, was very good he plays like this like a neo-nazi redneck one of three brothers and he was very good in that role Um, Ryan Reynolds and um Ray Liotta are play FBI agents Andy Garcia is their boss and it's just like everybody's trying to get to this guy either before he goes into witness protection or to make sure he goes into witness protection and all of this. Great great film. I honestly expected uh, that it would be, I would have like thought it would have been a Guy Ritchie film, it had that kind of feel to it, superb film, very enjoyable, a lot of fun, um, so much so that I actually considered watching it again the next day, because I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, just one of those things well made, well acted great cast good story just ticked a load of boxes um, absolutely would recommend is the, uh, the thing on that one <sighs> jeez so from a film that I thoroughly enjoyed to a film that I put on because I was like eh, sounds okay again had an interesting cast and then like I got so far into it and I just completely tuned out so I watched a film called Killer Elite now here's the here's the difficulty with reviewing this film. My whole point around it was I couldn't see the point. Like I just I just couldn't see the point, which meant I couldn't care less. So the three three main actors in this film, Jason Statham, Clive Owen, Robert De Niro. I I, I, I I, really do wonder whether somebody had naked pictures of Robert De Niro or pictures of Robert De Niro doing something that he shouldn't have been doing. Oh man. Honestly couldn't care less about that film. And this is the thing, because I want to be able to say here's what it was about. But I, I can't I can't tell you what it was about. I know that it was set in the I think it was set in the 80s. It was based on a true story. This was part of it. It was based on a true story. So you've got... ex-SAS guys. And these guys have done... something bad at a certain point in time. Robert De Niro gets taken hostage. Which means that Jason Statham... and Robert De Niro, they were like... friends. But they were also from the same... squad of something. This is the thing. I just just didn't see the point i couldn't work out what the point was basically jason Statham and a team of like two other guys have to go and kill a load of people who are ex-sas but the ex-sas people have formed this like clandestine group but most of them are like bankers and lawyers and stuff but obviously, they also take uh, take offence at somebody killing off members of their group. So I, I you know, I, I get that much. But man, it got so far, and I was just like, I tried to care, I tried to stay invested. i I'm, I'm, I'm done and then I just, the the rest of the film played there was a lot of I think things that were supposed to be a bit like twists but weren't really it wasn't great there's a part of me that's like, maybe I just wasn't giving it the time maybe I wasn't paying enough attention to it, to understand what was going on maybe that was it Maybe I'm not doing it justice, maybe it was great film. I don't know. Because I couldn't get into it enough to actually work any of the stuff out to then actually care about any of it. Don't take my word for it, obviously. If you feel like it's your sort of thing, do give it a whirl. And, you know, contact me and tell me what you think. Um, maybe tell me what the hell was going on in it. Maybe then I'll understand. So, that was that. I feel like... I don't know if I don't want to say this, but this is how it feels. It feels like this this bit was a bit of a shit sandwich because I watched three films. The first one was great, the second one was not, and the third one was also great. Uh that's because I watched these three films over like a couple of days or something. Uh the third of these three not the last of the films I've watched. The film called The Iceman. Um, I need to get you the guy's name. So again, it's back to the the old Ujima Watsut, Ice The Iceman. Twenty twelve if anybody's interested. Michael Shannon, a guy who keeps turning up in pretty much, well, he keeps turning up in a lot of stuff watching, and I am enjoying him more and more, he, he played a character in that the night before, uh, it was very enjoyable, also has Chris Evans in it, and James Franco was in it for a smidge, Winona Ryder, Ray Liotta, again, David Schwimmer, Um, And then it kind of... Kind of drops off a little. Uh, John Ventimigilla. Magillia. Who I only know from Sopranos. Known for the Sopranos, there you go. I do know stuff. Uh, Stephen Dorff was in it. Very briefly. Completely random. Um, yeah, so another film that I. was based on a true story. Um, set in. the 80s again. Maybe this was the one that was set in the 80s, maybe that other film wasn't. Oh, I might have told you wrong. Just ignore it if I have. I didn't do it on purpose, I swear. So, um, well, let me read you the description that I've got here in front of me. The story of Richard Kuklinski, the notorious contract killer and family man, when finally arrested in 1986, neither his wife nor daughters had any clue about his real presence. So, it was one of those things. Um, anybody who knew him believed that he was in. Um, originally in a porn movie production, not like making pornos, just like making the like the cinema film reels back in the time when there was porn shown in cinemas. Uh, he then lost that job, but gained a job as a contract killer again for the for the mob. Um, but his family believed because because he had an increase um of money. His family believed that he'd gone into like banking of some unknown description. People seem to know what he did better than I suppose he did. Based on true story. Um again everybody in it. Absolutely fantastic. Um yeah, he <sighs> there was obviously something wrong with his wiring. Um, I think he was a contract killer because he (sighs) I think he kind of had to be I think there was like a point in the film where they kind of highlighted that he had to do it Uh, essentially he was probably a serial killer that turned that side of his life into quite a profitable business Uh, reaches a point in time where he (sighs) kind of gets laid off by the mob and ends up going to work with um, Chris Evans' character um, and they they work for anybody they do a lot of contract killing um, and all of this is going on whilst he's supposedly this banker um, Everything you know, everything's fine everything's great but then it, as these things often do all starts falling apart towards the back end and um, and yeah, the story goes that his, that his family and friends knew nothing about what he, uh, what he actually did for a living. Which, <laughs> from his perspective, I imagine, is probably exactly what he was looking for. Um, great film. Really enjoyable. Very well acted from everybody involved. Just a good, solid, enjoyable movie. Um, it's one of those things, it's always odd to see anybody that was in like that's that been an Avenger, let's say, in roles outside of that, you know, when seeing Chris Evans in like knives out and seeing him in this, it's just it's almost like seeing them away from their natural habitat. Um, so it, it's a bit weird. Um, thoroughly enjoyable film. Uh, I, I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, so here's one for you. Man, oh man! Sorry for the slurping. I'm having trouble finishing that. That can. So there was a film available on Prime that I put on. Um, you know how I'm working at the moment. I'm trying to watch new stuff, um, give me a bit more to talk about. Uh, so I'd seen that there was a film available on Prime. I knew, uh, I knew a series of things about it. One, it was an Oscar-winning movie. Two. I'd been mildly interested when it had been released. Before it became an Oscar winner. Three. Um, it had a reasonable cast. And you know all of these sorts of things that build up this. Um well, that's a film that I kind of want to see. Always helps when it's free. And by free I mean available on Prime. Or Netflix or whatever else people have. Uh, the only question is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri so as far as uh, as far as names are concerned uh, yeah love to know who got the job of naming that film weirdly does absolutely what it says on the tin because the, 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 the main Plot of this film is about these three billboards. Um, I need to get because I always think that she is Yep, oh, straight away. Okay. Again, I might as well just read you this description I've got here. A mother personally challenges the local authorities to solve her daughter's murder when they fail to catch the culprit. Frances McDormand. Where was she? Yeah. She, I mean, she is phenomenal. She's had some amazing roles. Um. Fargo, almost famous. The good dinosaur. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Burn after reading. She was great in that. Anyway, that's not why we're here. Why we're here is to talk about this film. So here we go. Francis McDormand, Woody Harlson, Sam Rockwell... Uh, Those were the main... There's a guy here... Caleb Landry Jones... Um, He was in a couple of the X-Men movies... The newer ones... And her... I meant to look her up... Because I am almost sure... Sorry. Yet again it's another one of those where I should have done all of this before. Uh, There you go. She was in uh, the Robocop remake. Uh, Abbey Cornish. Uh, She was in Limitless as well. I could have sworn. No. I guess not she must just look very much like somebody I thought anywho so oof, this one was a doozy um, not only did I have uh, have, a, have a good old fashioned cry uh, I cried twice in this film uh, I'm going I'm to go out on a limb and say this film was very much a collection like one character's side of things in this film was a collection of all of my biggest fears right now in life it was hard, it was a hard watch um whew, man it's, it's one of those because what I, what I want to be what I want to say is like oh my god you should absolutely see this film, it's amazing which it is but weirdly I I don't want to tell you anything about it because I feel like anything I would say about it might in some way detract from it as a film and I, I, I don't want to spoil any part of it Um. What I would say is it's a, a very good film. You can easily see why it's an Oscar-winning movie. The, the people, uh, the actors in it are very good. Um, they play um, interesting characters. Um, but the but the problem I've got is that I can I, I can't, I can't be like so there was this bit and you know because. I don't, it's like almost like I don't want to taint it in any way um, it's absolutely a, a, a brilliant film um, it's available on Prime, at time of recording it's available on Prime, if you have Prime I would sit down, strap in and get ready for a really good film it's, it's maybe the best I can give you um yeah it was yeah it was it was really really good i really enjoyed that film um you know maybe maybe without the crying um but hey you know some things just just get to you i guess start some computer games um played half-life alex again finished it again uh one of the things i could say about playing it again is it did give me the opportunity to really slow down uh not race through it as much try and um try and collect more of the stuff to collect um I would be very interested to know if it's possible to get all of the upgrades in that game Um, and if it is how Um, because I was still missing quite a lot by the end of the second playthrough Um, I even went to places that I had not been to previously because I took took more time Um, phenomenal game fantastic game um, as good the second time round like I say it did give me the opportunity to have a bit more of an explore um, and that brings with it you know more game more games is all good um, so yeah do have to admit that I have <laughs> I have started it again I skipped the first mission um but I have started it again I do need to get back to playing some of the other stuff that I've got I need to play i need to go back to playing stormland I need to go back to playing some of the stuff that I got from the humble bundle that I've barely touched um and this is pro this is probably part of the problem with half life being as good as it is it kind of <laughs> it kind of spoils you for other games I felt this very much with bone work like playing bone works was very much a situation of like why would I play other stuff when I've got this to play? Um, and you know, after after playing it a lot, it did get to a point where I was like, eh, I kind of fancy something else, and and went from there. You know, that's how I got to playing things like Stormland and stuff like that. Um, so I'm feeling very much like I'm neglecting my other VR titles. Um, so my intention is to. Uh, to go back to other things, Star One. Let, let's say, let's say my intention is to play Star One. Um, I mean, it feels to me a bit like a um, Arizona Sunshine kind of situation. That um, you know, that was a game that I just kept going back to, and kept going back to, and kept going back to, because it was such a good game. Um, but maybe there just needs to be a part of me that can uh, that can accept that I can go away from this and and come back later so I'll look at doing that as far as consoles concerned a man that talks about how many games he's got uh, has only been playing one console game that console game might come as no surprise uh, to be um, spider-man miles Morales Um, This is a little bit of a a pro-con situation. Um, The upside is I unlocked the um, Into the Spider-Verse suit. Now I was aware already that if you get the suit, you get a mod. Which changes the game into the style of Into the Spider-Verse. I believe... I believed... What it did was it changed the world into the uh, into the Spider Verse, and that is not the case. It's just the suit and everything sort of around the suit. Um, what that does mean is when you run and jump off a building, he jumps off the bil- off a building the way he does in the film. It's like a kind of like a backwards jump where he's sort of almost like he's looking at the camera sort of thing. Um, which is incredibly entertaining. Uh, also, you know the suit is done in the style, um, and um, it's like a intentional jerky animation is uh, is the style I would go with. Um, Into Spider Verse is incredibly stylized and that's what this mod does. I have unlocked a few other suits something that's a real standout in this game is the suits aren't great you you get a suit at the start, so you start the game in like basically like a puffer jacket and a uh, Spider-Man mask then you get a suit which is awful but I think it's supposed to be no that, that that's not okay it's supposed to be, it's clearly supposed to be not great, it doesn't fit properly and so on and so forth so by the time you get to a point where you can actually unlock a suit you're grateful for that, whereas in the other one the suit that Spider-Man starts out with from very early on is very it's very new and it's very iconic all at the same time Uh, It's great. And what made that game nice. Is that 90. 85. 90% of the suits that you unlock in that game. Are great. Um, Unfortunately. In the Miles Morales one. One of the early suits you unlock. Is cool. And I I was playing the majority of the game with that. Um, Some of the options for suits that I've had. That I can unlock. I've looked at and been like why would I unlock that when it doesn't look very good Um, so I was I was very much working towards getting the into the spider verse suit so that I could unlock that and basically I've played since I unlocked it I've stayed in that suit Um, there's also the fact that a lot probably about 40% of the suits require you to complete sections of the game which again, feels a bit like, so what, I'm going to get a load of suits at the end of the game? Also, there are elements in this game that are very heavily centred around New Game Plus. Now I am a man that loves New Game Plus. But do I want to be told in my first playthrough, oh you can only unlock this in New Game Plus? Um so yeah, there's a bit of that. There is also something that's become apparent the more I've played it, is it it's just a reskin of the other game. Basically they've taken the other game, they've added snow to it, they've given the Spider-Man character, in this case Miles Morales, different powers. You know, they've given him Miles Morales' powers and then they've just tweaked things from the other game to the point that, like, oh, the bad guys in this game have taken over uh, the the bases from the bad guy in the first game oh, so it's the same bases with basically the same enemies, then, is what you're saying yeah, but we're not going to tell you that so that it looks different I mean, it's the same thing, isn't it? So there's a lot of recycling. And the more you play it. The further you get through. The more you realise it. Like I played this in the other one. On the plus side. Never going to get away from the fact. That it's just a lot of fun. It, uh, you know. As a game. As a franchise. It's a lot of fun. Swinging through the city of Spider-Man. Fighting. Doing special moves. With having these new additional powers. That you didn't have in the first one. That is a new dimension to the game and it's a welcome addition. So like I say it's a little bit pro and con kind of situation. Um something else that's probably a little bit more in the con column is um I'm very much attempting to do everything and I'm pretty sure I'm 65% of the way through the game and that's with me attempting to do everything. So I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of game left. Um, like I say, trying to spread things out. I've been collecting the collectibles and doing the side missions, so there is that aspect. I'll keep posted because there's a possibility I'll probably finish it soon, and I'll, I'll let you know what I'm going to go on to next. Um, I'm certainly going to give that Immortals a go, and then make a decision what the next game. To, to really play, to really sink my teeth into is going to be. Uh, and I'll let you know what happens uh, in the world of VR. That's it for this time. Till next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another one done. Oh, where does the time go? YouTube watchers, big thank you to those of you that subscribe because you're helping the channel out. Hint, hint, wink, wink to non-subscribers, if you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners, we've got SoundCloud as well as iTunes, um, and you can subscribe on there. So, uh, you know, maybe that's something you might want to do. Mm Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. See what we've got going on. We've got uh, links for emails and uh, social media and things like that. And uh, you can that way you can drop us a line. Let us know when you're coming on the podcast. How about that? So that's it for this one. Until next time I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Bye bye.